Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello everyone, welcome to another video from Fantasy Football Scouts. My name is Az and I've got a cold, so apologies for that. If you see me reaching for the toilet roll because I've run out of tissues, then that is the reason why. I'm here with Neil. How are you, Neil? I'm all right, Az, yeah. Yeah, better than you by the sounds of it. I think um, I might be, for once, maybe the, the most... Um, understandable person on the on the podcast. I know. Yeah, well, I, said, I said to you, know, you're you're carrying us. And I mean, I have never done a team yeah. news video before. Normally, it's Andy, who's obviously not here anymore. Last week, it was Chris who stepped in, did a great job. Um, and now I'm here and I'm ill. And so, yeah, it's over to you, Neil. I think for for the majority of this. So, good luck. You're the man, though. Absolutely you're the team news man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> away, as hit me what you've got. I will do. Yeah. Good game week one. No, yeah, pretty good. Pretty good. I mean, I think a lot of people had the, had very similar mm. um, scores. I think that's fair to say that a certain sort of template side was was put out. And I noticed in the mods and cons, I think between 1st and 28th or something, there was about 15 points. So, you know, there wasn't much in it at all. Uh, I came up with a very good score, but, you know, it'll, it'll I think most of us will be tooting along with the same sort of squads for quite a while. And then yeah. um, maybe the business yeah. will start in sort of game week seven onwards. Yeah, and we, I think we're going to see, you know, when some of the premiums come back, we're going to talk about like De Bruyne yeah. in a bit, Lukaku's come yeah. in. Hopefully, I think I think game week four, I think we'll start to see some deviations from this template and game week seven when everyone goes hard on Chelsea. Yeah, but for now, yeah. we just kind of have to all accept that we're all pretty, pretty template and just try and make uh, make ground when we can. Um, right, let's start. So uh, Tom, uh, Deputy has been great. He's, he's sent me some images and quotes of the main kind of uh, team news. You've obviously been looking at all the press conferences. So for anyone new, we will just be going through kind of the key news um, ahead of the next game week, which starts tomorrow. So we're going to start with Arsenal. Uh, we have got information that Aubameyang and Lacazette both tested positive for COVID ahead of game week one. It looks like Lacazette is out and Aubameyang has returned negative test and will return to training ahead of Sunday. Big news, right, about that. I, I was surprised that they both had COVID. I didn't didn't think that was that was the case. Yeah, I mean, the, the alarm bell sort of rang when when they went down with this sort of mysterious illness in the hours before kickoff. I think automatically these days you think it might be something to do with that, but we didn't appreciate the full extent of it. It wasn't just those two either. It was Willian as well and uh, Runnison as well, the, the backup goalkeeper. So they had four players out. Um, Aubameyang, as you said, there could be back. Um, I think he's going to be assessed in training, but he has, as you said, returned a negative test. Lacazette, not so. Um, William, uh, sort of halfway between the two, I think the Arsenal medical bulletin, which came out last night, suggested that his health and fitness would be assessed. But I don't think he had returned a negative test at that point. And Arteta, who, who faced the media this morning, 
was sort of thin on the details. Um, he wasn't sure himself whether how many of those would be available to play. Um, there's a trio of players who are still out injured as well. Uh, Party, uh, Gabriel and Enketia. And um, uh, Saka was the other player mentioned by Arteta uh, of note. And he is, um, of course, he was a substitute, I think, last weekend, or last Friday against Brentford. And uh, he is a step closer to start. And I think um, Arteta was saying that you know, he's still short of, of minutes and he had a belated return to pre-season training because of England duty. But he feels a lot better this week. So I wouldn't be surprised to see him um, back in the lineup. I think, on Sunday. Because they need these players back, right? I mean, it's awful yeah. performance against Brentford. You know, the, the made worse by the fact they did create some chances, particularly Tierney, six chances created, but no one that mm. could finish. So... You've got to think if if the players are even half ready to get in the team, he's going to have to stick some of them in, right? Yeah, well, particularly with Nketiah out as well. I mean, yeah. he must be cursing his look. You know, he waited all that time for, for a chance and Arsenal's first three options up top were all out. So, yeah, no surprise that none of those journey chances were converted, really. But um, I completely overlooked Chelsea. I think apart from Mendy and my scout squad, but I think having seen the team news yeah. now, I'd be more inclined to, to back them. Yep, absolutely. Uh, just a nice message from Nick saying we've got a good vibe, Neil. It's nice, isn't it? Wow. Good vibe between That's lovely. You. Yeah, it's lovely. What Does that trigger it? Definitely not trigger it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so moving on to Chelsea. So uh, Tuchel says uh, Lukaku is, well, it implies that he's ready. Week was a heavy load for him because he was with a group of the late starters from our guys. We are hoping that he's on the pitch for Sunday and things look like it. What do you reckon, Neil? Confident of a start for Romelu? Um, I, I struggle to sort of decipher um, those words, really. Um, mm. He's been, yeah, as, as Tuchel said there, he's been part of a, of a group, the group that uh, were laid back from pre-season, like Lisa Chilwell and um, James, people like that. I'm not 100% sure. I think I'll, I haven't done the predicted lineup yet for Chelsea, but I'll have to, I'll have to look into uh, those in the know, Dan McCarthy, people like that, see what they're thinking. Um I mean, but he's been brought in to, to play the bulk of games. I've just finished a, an absolutely massive piece on him actually for the site. It was uh, about his, um, about everything really about him, about how he fit him in our teams and his track record and his conversion rate and all that kind of stuff. Um, and he'll be one of those players who avoids the rotation more than most, but like Mountain as Pelequita. I did mention that he probably won't be averse, like immune to the, to the axe completely. There will be instances throughout the season. Um, it's a tough one. I mean, he's, he's definitely going to be ready for game week three. Uh, he's been in and around the, the, the training ground this week, so he's he'll be in the squad, absolutely. No no uh, doubt about that. It's just whether or not they, they risk him from the start. But um, possibly, at worst, it's going to be a sort of impact substitute role and, and the usual trio up top of, of Havertz, Werner and, and Mount. And on the injury front, by the way, Pulisic is out. Mm. He's tested positive for COVID. And uh, ZX is back in training. That was a, a pretty swift... Recovery yeah, from the shoulder problems by that. Yeah, yeah. I think he was flagged till at least the, the game week three, but he's he's yeah he's seemed very confident of him playing mm. and can't as well. He's back in training after his, his ankle knock, um, and I think that's it. I think it's just Pulisic who's, who's red flagged at the moment for Chelsea. Do you think um, there's more of a chance of Lukaku starting given how Tony just completely bullied the Arsenal centre backs? Because that's that's my thinking is chuck Lukaku straight in, and because I mean if, if Tony can do it, surely Lukaku can. Yeah, we did see. Um, uh, did Chelsea play Arsenal in pre-season? I think they did. I think they did. Yeah, they did. They, did they, yeah. they drew, didn't they? Or did they? Was it a narrow win? I can't remember. But I remember. I remember seeing that high line of Arsenal were trying to play 
obviously with a view to, to um, White and Gabriel long term, mm. but she looked absolutely appalling with um, Holden and I think it was Mari at the time. Uh, and Werner and Havertz made absolute here. I think that the I think this is the same game I'm thinking of. I'm pretty sure it is. Um, so uh, uh, Tuchel might have seen enough in that game to suggest he, he could yeah. start without Lukaku. Um, I, I probably wouldn't bring him in this weekend. Lukaku is as as bad as Arsenal were. Like if I had if I had the funds to do so, I think I'd, I'd be on a monitoring brief. But um, because of that slight doubt about whether he'll start or not, but he's in the squad anyway. So basically what you're saying is whatever system Chelsea use, they should win <laughs> pretty comfortably. Yeah. Either Lukaku is a battering ram up front to bully White or, you know, high line and exploit it with the pace of, yeah, I think uh, yeah. Arsenal, this is the thing though, Arsenal do turn up in these big games and yeah, it'd be a really interesting, interesting match. I'm not expecting Arsenal to get battered, but yeah, I, I think, uh, I think whatever system Chelsea roll out will, will probably be enough. Um, so let's move over to Brentford. So Thomas Frank confirms all the players in Brentford's squad in Gaming 1 will be available on Saturday. He had previously said that AU had only been substituted last Friday because of cramp. So great news for Brentford. They can roll out probably the same team that they won against Arsenal with, right? Yeah, yeah team news right as dream, really. Hopefully that is the case. Um, there's a few sort of minor issues around around the first team. Players who weren't involved last week, so Josh De Silva is longer term. And um, Baptiste, I think, still out as well. Jensen, Jensen, sorry, back in training, but not quite available yet. Uh, Tariq Fosu as well, he's had a knock and he might come back in attention. But yeah, as you said there, um, you would think it would be the same same 11. Mm. They did play 4-3-3 a lot last season. Um, they ended ended the campaign in, in this system you see now. with a sort of flip-flop between the two in pre-season. And there is a sort of school of thought amongst Brentford fans I've sort of spoken to that he might play the 4-3-3 in easier games. I sort of, you know, Palace, you could technically say this is a, an easier game, but um, given what happened last week, I, I would suggest he's probably uh, averse to making too many changes to what was, a, you know, a winning setup. Um, yep. Can can play further forward and um, they've got options to come in at right back. But um, yeah, I think it'll be very, very similar uh, again this week with um, hopefully a more involved Tony in terms of, Yes. Goal scoring uh, uh, output. I mean, I think it was horses for courses last week. You know, his his, his remit was link up, hold Absolutely. up, only in the centre halves. And, and whereas, you know, this time you expect Brentford to see more of the ball and, and, and more of the more prominence in, in the Palace box. So I've, um, I'm very happy to keep hold of Tony and monitor this week because I think it'll be a, a different game altogether. Yep, absolutely. And, and what about Palace? Because I saw that um, they're starting to get some players back now, right? So some of the signings that Vieira made in the summer are starting to come back into the side. So are you expecting many changes for Palace this week? Yeah, potentially Anderson got minutes off the bench, I think, against uh, against um, Chelsea. Uh, and he's obviously been brought in with a view to a long-term starter at the back. Um, and I think they're only missing Milivojevic, who's still absent with personal reasons, aside from the longer-term ones like Eze and Olise. Um And uh, yeah, I mean... Um, They've got yeah they've got bending a few more players and it's probably too quick to rush to judgment on Palace based on Chelsea because Chelsea's you know like absolutely a machine at the moment mm. we've got Lukaku to add to that um, and it's probably a bit early to be writing them off as De Boer two point zero but oh, yeah we'll, we'll probably see more <laughs> I did I did think they might struggle I think they'll be relegation candidates but I think we'll see more of what they're about this week uh, against you know a team that they're going to be in and around and in terms of Premier League table terms. Um, and see what Zaha it's, do. It's must do win. Because it's must win. I think it is. Yeah, 
I mean, it's it's, it's game week two. I know, it's crazy. It's, I, see, I know what you're saying. Yeah, um, I think what we saw in pre-season was an even more reliance on Zaha. And we saw a lot of comments from yeah. a lot of the players that were going to give the ball to him as much as possible. Um, the sort of system set up perfectly for him. You know, he's playing on that left, but I think he's better cutting in um, off that flank rather than playing as a, as a two up top. So, um, yeah, I'll, I'll, be, I'll be on a monitoring brief. I mean, Palace are so far down the season ticket anyway that I'm, I'm not yeah. remotely interested at the moment. Uh, okay, next, Brighton, my team. Uh, mm. Yeah, bad news for my team in real life and my fantasy team. Uh, still without Dan Byrne, Joel Veltman, Tariq Lamptey. Although yeah. I did see some training pictures of Lamptey, which is encouraging because I haven't literally seen him in like a year. <laughs> so the fact he is alive is is good. Uh, Danny Welbeck still out. So Veltman's the big news here because obviously he went into the season not flagged and now he's going to miss the first two games. Yeah, he was in my first ever draft, I think, when, when FPL launched. I was... So sure, I was going to start with with Lampy, uh, and then it was Veltman after that, and then of course he fell by the, the wayside. Um, so yeah, as you said, those four still out: Lampy, Welbeck, Burn, Veltman. Um, I think after the international break is when most of those are are targeting the return. Veltman, we're not quite sure of. He was uh, isolating because of I think it was a close contact rather than he himself had tested positive. Um, so obviously that's ten days, and so maybe he's back for game week three. Uh, aside from that, Connolly's back. Uh, he was absent for personal reasons. And um, I suppose the absence of, of, of Beltman would suggest that Duffy starts again. Uh, formerly defender, he earned, he earned a lot of praise from from Potter last week. Played very well. Of the, the, the highlights, the sort of extended highlights I saw. And um, we saw some curious selections. I know he's he's, he's prone to this, Potter, isn't he? But Gross at, at left back oh. or left wing back was, uh, <laughs> that was an odd one. Jesus. Um, yeah, even a I good did, right I, wing back, let alone a left one. <laughs> <laughs> I did say speculate that it was it was marching the right because it was trying to deal with McNeil, but I think once they switched back to a more recognisable system in the second half, it looked a lot better. Yeah, and, I, um, I think he's 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 got it's it is tricky though. I mean, we are we are light. We are very light at right wing back with, yeah. with Lamptey and, and Velbin both out. Um, you know, Byrne could probably fill in there as well, if, but he's out as well. So defensively like I'm, I'm going to this with two brighton players and i'm thinking oh defensively we are we are yeah. a, a concern and obviously we're playing watford and watford have got the big danger man in in sar mm-hmm. and they've got some sort of big lads as well Watford and brighton's set pieces yeah defending set pieces is just a constant thought and this isn't something new this was all through last season as well sanchez whilst he's got the extra height on ryan still seems a bit flat he doesn't need a corners and free kicks so um yeah, that's my main. They're perfectly summarised by the, the XG data last week. I think there was second best XGC for open play and the second worst for XGC set player. So yep. that's Brighton. And that's, <laughs> if any, if ever two stats summed up Brighton, I think that's that's probably it. Um, how about Watford then? Because I mean, obviously the, the big thing with Watford is just how many strikers they've got on the books. It's crazy. If you go on the FPL team and thought by Watford and look how many strikers there are, yeah. it's crazy. Obviously, Dennis got off to a good start. Um, Jao Pedro, we think, will be first choice when he's when he's back. Is there any news or updates about Watford's sort of attacking players? Yeah, uh, Pedro's still out. He's got this knee issue. I'm not quite sure what the time frame is for that. Um, uh, wasn't it wasn't mentioned yesterday. Um, beyond that, he's still unavailable. Uh, Joshua King's back. He's another option through the middle. Um, of course, they've got Dini who who can play there when fit. Um, King, as you said, Dennis, who, who got off to an absolute flyer last weekend, and I'm sure they keep his place. Hmm. He is flagged, but there was no mention of him. 
in the press conference yesterday. He was pitching in training, I believe, this week as well. And and he was only flagged, I believe, because, um, you know, the way they do it, something inside of this, it, it, any kind of match report or press report or official club report that mentions that he came off of an injury, even if it's limped off or, you know, walked gingerly from the field or just cramp even sometimes, um, will warrant a flag. Uh, and if we don't get any indication that he's, he's fit, like an official line from a manager saying he's definitely available and the flag will stay on. But in reality, I think we would probably assume that he's fine because he was completely overlooked in, in the list of names mentioned yesterday in the press conference. Wasn't named there, so um, we're assuming he's absolutely fine. Um, they did have, uh, yeah, Chalabas still out with an illness. Um, and uh, I don't know how you pronounce his name, Kuka, is it? The new the sort of veteran midfielder. Sounds good to me. I, I need to really brush up on my uh, new signing. <laughs> that we all know. Uh, he, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's got a thigh problem, a minor thigh problem. So he's a, I think he's a, a minor doubt, um, but should be back for game week three if, if I'm not involved this weekend. Yep. Excellent. Uh, Leeds, Leeds are next. So Leeds, really poor, really, really poor against United. Loads of loads of mistakes. There's that narrative which is when Phillips doesn't play, Leeds struggle, and I think we saw that again. Uh, Bielsa says he's getting closer to being ready for a start. Uh, Lorente is going to be out for another week. They need to get Phillips back, don't they? Yeah, I mean, watched watched the game last week, and um, no surprise that Fernandez got a lot of joy through the middle, and uh, sort of soft underbelly. It wasn't just the fact that Rodrigo and, and Click were starting in midfield; it was. It was um, Robin Cock as well at the, the the base of that midfield. He's just no Phillips. Um, I think probably better suited as centre half as, as much as Bielsa would like him to be. This DM, um, I've got absolutely ripped to shreds. And mm. yeah, I had a look at the stats in, in the members area, and there's no surprise that they got a lot of chances conceded through the, the middle of the pitch. Um, and yeah, as you said, there you summed up the team news already. I think Laurenti is out. Uh, Phillips um, being back in training, still a bit. Page in the details. Bielsa just said he was getting closer to a start. It doesn't necessarily mean he is. It's always the most useless bit of information, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's neither here nor there, is it? But as you said, there, they, they, he's so pivotal to what they do that um, he's he's needed. It's a shame we didn't know that for certain beforehand because Everton will look a lot more hmm. attractive um, if we knew he wasn't going to play. Yeah, I mean, it must be it must be very difficult for for managers when a player, let's say Phillips, is kind of. You know, the medical team is saying, well, he can play, but there is a yeah. bit of a risk of extending it. And you think, well, we've lost that game so badly in the first match. It's the same with Arsenal yeah. and those players. We need him on the pitch. So do we send up a patched up Phillips who could break down after 10 minutes or do we Yeah. Or do we true. wait? He's Yeah, he's so key for them. Um, how... We've got a patched up Phillips on, on the team news video. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's, how, that's how I feel. <laughs> yeah, they got me out, Scout. <laughs> Don't get me out. They can get Phillips out on the pitch, surely. Um, how about Everton then? Because Everton, I was I was surprised to see Calvert-Lewin start, actually, given that he had barely... Well, did he have any minutes pre-season? He was, he nope, was none. absolutely nope. none. So I was surprised at that. But, you know, got a goal, played well. The system looks like they're looking to, again, get the most out of him. Cross after cross after cross. Um, any other yeah. Everton news to, to discuss? Yeah, a little bit, a little bit sketchy on the details. We we knew that um, Rodriguez was one of the, the five players who was going to be missing game week one because of COVID. The other four were unnamed, but Benitez was set was setting a, a series of clues as to who they might be. He said it was two from three of Gomez, Gabamin, and Keane. We know Keane's definitely one of them because he's now back. Uh, the other four apparently remain out. So 
Um, we assume Godfrey might be amongst them as well because mm. he wasn't playing. Um, so nothing fresh from Benitez that we've seen in the broadcast section. Um, doesn't even much given that four players are still out. Uh, Mina's a possibility to come in. He's 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 he came off the bench last week and he had it much like Calvert Loon had a uh, a bit part pre season, I think just twelve minutes. Um, but the the sort of main team news wasn't really injury related. It's to do with sort of positioning, and that was the second half switch that saw Richardson go into the middle, and then Damari Gray move out to the left um, in the reverse of what was happening in the first half. And no surprise that they looked a lot better. Yep. Um, in that setup, so I'm sure we'll see Richardson through the, the middle again this weekend. Yep. Liverpool. So uh, Henderson and Alacantra, they Jurgen Klopp said they're closer. They look fine, but they have to make a decision. Again, quite vague. They it must be your favourite. They are much closer. That's great, isn't it? Um, they look really good in the behind closed doors game. So they have been playing in you know in in behind closed doors games, which is which is good. There's also some news about Fabinho, wasn't there? Yeah, yeah. All the Lewis central midfielders. Um, he's had a, a family bereavement, so I think he's still at the club. Um, Klopp says he's doing what he has to do. Um, we've had these instances many times before where it's been up to the, the, the call of the player really to decide whether they want to play or not. And of course, we're not privy to that information. So we already really know when the team sheets come out. Not a, obviously not a name that's going to um, impact on FPL directly, but of course. Liverpool always look better when Firmino's on the pitch. Um, and did so against Norwich as well when him and Firmino came on um, to play uh, after the hour mark. Mm. Norwich looked, to my eyes, like a better a better unit, which is not great for Jota owners, I appreciate. But um, that's, I suppose that's the big worry this week if you go on Jota. The fact that Firmino came on looked very decent indeed and then yeah. got his goal. Um, as for Robertson, I think we're obviously on borrowed time with Simicast. We all knew that anyway. That's not not news, but Robertson's been batting in light training and this week he's been jogging. So um, as Klopp said, it could be before the international break, it could be after. So three or four, looking like three at this stage, given that he's already on the grass. But it's against Chelsea anyway, that's fixture. I think many of us probably wouldn't be um, playing Simicass double Liverpool defence mm-hmm. in that fixture. So yep. um, as long as we can get six points out on this weekend, then I'm sure he's, he's done his, he's done his bit. Well, six, six points and a, and a price rise, and we get a point one on him. I'd yeah. say he goes down in yeah. folklore as being an absolute success. So, yeah, we'll yeah, see what happens. Absolutely. Uh, Jota's a really interesting one because not only did Firmino come on and play well, it was interesting that Jota got subbed after playing well and mm. getting a goal. So it just adds, doesn't it, to this, you know, every every week, uh, you know, you're just going to be worried yeah. about his, his minutes when he's going to get subbed. You know, he'll, he'll come on if he's on the bench and probably get 20 minutes. Is that enough for a, for a player like that? So he's a cheap price, but... He's just constantly going to be that that thorn on your side, I think. Um, how about Burnley? Any any updates with with Burnley? They look like they've got most of their players fit and available, right? Yeah, just just two backup options, um, Stevens and, and Long, who were never going to trouble the first team anyway. They're both still out, um, and Daish was um, saying everyone else is, is fine. So yeah. um, I did mention the team news video that, that he's played this sort of one strike system last two games against the big six, so we could see. Brownhill come back into the cohesion for this, but no, no promises. Yep, the big one next, Neil. Hope you've got your. Uh, mm. you, I was going to say, hope you've got your brain on. That doesn't even make sense. Hope you've got your brain switched on. <laughs> that'll, that'll do. Um, so it's Man City next. Uh, Pep says Gundogan is fit. I mean, that is very, very unlike Pep, isn't it? To give us that clear bit of news, uh, and then he ruins it by saying Kevin De Bruyne will see tomorrow. 
Thanks, Ben. Yeah, he did. He did, and I just want to be absolutely unequivocal here. He did say Gundogan is fit, and I think even now the um, there was a bit of uh, division on Twitter about what Pep actually said. He was talking about, Gund- uh, about De Bruyne at first, and De Bruyne's got this ankle problem, which will need assessing. I think the confusion lied with a reporter um, mistaking the words "could not" for Gundo. Um, so <laughs> Pep had said could not train when he's talking about De Bruyne. And I think someone's has then assumed he'd said Gundo not training. Wow. Um so <laughs> there's been a lot of back and forth on Twitter about what he actually said. But then but even Man City's admins who who originally misquoted Pep, the Man City admin is now on board with the rest of us and Gundogan is fit. And De Bruyne is the um, is the fitness doubt. So he's gonna have a have a test tomorrow. And he didn't train today, De Bruyne. So yeah. not looking good really. Uh, if he's not training the day before a match. Um, I think that's different. I think apart from Foden, who we knew was out anyway until after the international break, just this fresh flag on De Bruyne. Um, and that's it. So Before I drop you in it, Neil, is, the, is your uh, team prediction for City up to date on the site? It's not yet. No, okay. I'll be doing that this afternoon. I had it lined up, but I won't show yet. So uh, check that out um, when, when Neil updates that because... You're, you're pretty good at these, Neil. I have to say, you're, it's, it's obviously it's an almost impossible job predicting Pep's lineup. But if I'm going to trust anyone with a team lineup, I'll definitely trust you. Thank you very much. He's the one man, of course, who can uh, outwit me on a weekly basis. So I think I've got most of the numbers. <laughs> the one man, Size. really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one of many. One of many. Um, how about Norwich? I mean, they've got um, Omar Bembadeli back, I saw, at four million. Um, they don't look as... as the last time they got battered by well, no, sorry, the last time they played City at, at uh, the Etihad was when they won, right? And they had a, a massively patched up squad. So how are they looking going into this game? I beg your pardon. Uh, as did you see um, Norwich there? I did. I, I am sorry. I was I was emailing a uh, one of the freelancers who just multitasking, multi- multitasking yeah. Yeah, live yeah. on a stream. Neil, that is uh, that's a bold strategy. This is my Friday afternoon. It's, <laughs> it's, 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 we Clear appreciate your time. We appreciate your time. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but yeah, Norwich. Um, pretty quiet, really. Um, uh, oh yeah, the four million guy Omar Bamadeli is he's back in training and he's available. Uh, Zimmerman's a, a fresh doubt. Um, so uh, I suppose this four million guy's chances of starting hinge on Fark going to a, a three at the back, which is possible for Man City because they're so. Um, you know, uh, uh, potent going forward, but then Norwich did start with a flat back four last weekend, so mm. maybe not against Liverpool. Uh, Sam Byram's still out, uh, Plastic is still out as well, and apart from that, I think uh, all good. I mean, it's been two years, and I still can't believe Norwich won that game against Man City. Do you know, they had like all of their centre backs injured and like had absolutely no one like available. Yes, and yes. unbelievable. Absolutely. We were getting excited. Handley, Handley was formerly in that last season, wasn't yeah. he? We were trying to get excited about him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, they had they had um, Teddy playing at centre half. I think another one of the defensive midfielders. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, crazy. I just I just remember. I think Luke triple captain Sterling because he was just like, well, there's absolutely no way he's going to blank in this. And of course he blanks. Yeah. Of course Norwich win. It's just that typical uh, typical fair. I can't see anything but a City win this time round. Even though City were were pretty poor against against Spurs. Um, let's move over to the red side of Manchester. So United have got some players to come back. Uh, Solskjaer's been talking about Cavani. He says, of course, he's lacking in team training, football training, but he's been looking after himself. He's he, I mean, he's a 
he's a guy who definitely looks after himself, I have to say. Uh, yeah. He's chomping at the bit, ready to train, ready to go. Let's see how much we can get out of him early on. Any reason to worry for Greenwood owners? I don't think this week. I think I think you're fine this week. Um, perhaps we might say more once the Champions League kicks in. He was the European specialist, wasn't he, last year? Cavani was the one who was playing throughout the, the latter stages of the Europa League. Uh, I'm sure we'll see him as, a, as an impact over this weekend. He says, tempt and fate. But um, there's no real reason to, to bring back. And we, we've seen earlier in the week um, how uh, Solskjaer was praising Greenwood's sort of movement up top and that allowed Fernandes to, to run through the middle, which is what he did for his, for his hat-trick against Leeds. Um, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't sense that Cavani's thrust straight back into this. Uh, he, didn't, again, didn't get any pre-season minutes and was laid back from the Cop America. There was a personal issue as well. He only just returned to training. So I, I suspect he, he'll, he'll be impacted sub at first, maybe until game week four. And then once you've got the likes of um, uh, Martial will be up to, up to speed probably by then as well. Uh, Cavani, Sancho will be up to speed. Rashford will be, well, uh, still another month away. But um, then is when you, you start to get a bit worried for Greenwood, I think. But yep. for now, um, he's someone I was even considering bringing in this weekend. If yeah. I was making a transfer, um, given Sarton's problems, um, I, would, I would really fancy him this weekend. Do you think Sancho's in line for a start? I, th- I think so. I think so. I think because Dan James was is, is clearly the placeholder um, as he was last weekend. Sort of, um, he's a bit of a lead specialist, James, but he was he was quite poor last weekend. And um, Sancho got a, a minutes in a, in a in a sort of behind closed doors game I think, earlier in the week. So yeah, so uh, I think we might see him. Um, there has been talk about this move away from from the 4-2-3-1, but it just worked so well last week with Pogba on the left that I think again Solskjaer is probably going to be loath to switch things around too much. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I was just reading about Solskjaer just a second actually about the about the team news. Um, they had have a, a lot of players sidelined with various things, isolation or quarantine after coming back to the country or COVID-related stuff. Most of them are back. Henderson's still out. I think he's still um, going to be a few weeks away. Uh, but Lingard's back. Um, Cavani, as you said. Um, uh, Eric Bailly's been back in training this week as well. Ahmad Diallo's been back. So um, they're, they're getting bodies back all the time. Um, none of those players, uh, apart from Henderson, are obviously going to challenge, I think, for the first team. But um, Just shows the depth they've got when, they, when they've got them back. Uh, yeah. Right. yeah, exactly. Um, and I think that just leaves... Uh, Henderson and the lesser spotted Phil Jones on the on the sideline. Yeah, he's still there, still knocking, still knocking around. Well. Phil Jones, amazing. Yeah. <laughs> um, how about Southampton then? You mentioned they've got some they've got some concerns. Well, they've they've they haven't got any fresh ones. I've just seen Ralph's uh, Ralph's presser. Uh, it's more the fact that they're um, bedding in a new team and they've had the core rip out. Vestergaard, uh, Ings, and Burton, of course, left as well. Um, Ward Prowse, I think even Hassan Hunt admit today, still needs to get up to speed. He didn't have any preseason. I think he may have had 45 minutes, but then was was a doubt for game week one and, and, and made it through last week. So um, new contract now for him. New contract, yeah, he's staying. He's he's one of the he's a big. So he was heavily linked with the move away, but he's he's sticking around. Um, so yeah, um, I guess the, I haven't seen Hassan Hunt all the way through, but uh, injury wise, is quiet. Like everyone will be will be excited about Livermore, of course, the, the new the new yep. right back. Uh, from Chelsea looked very good, especially going forward. Mm. Um, probably still too early to make any knee jerk assumption that he's going to start week in, week out. 
Because of course they got Walker Peters. He's the exit route uh, potentially, yeah. isn't he, for Simicast? I think. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I mean, we'll, we'll, it's a good period to monitor. Um, while Southampton's fixtures aren't on too good, uh, and we'll see how he does. But um, very exciting. Came out of nowhere, really. It's, it's, I'm oh. liking this search for a a playing four million defender in preseason, like um, you know, like a, a episode of a series of the killing. You know, it's just wet one red herring after the after the next. Mm. Person you least suspect comes through and, and is the um suspect, and that's with Liverpool. I just did not have him on the radar. He signed like ten days before the season start. He had forty five minutes of preseason training, a preseason friendly action, and then thrust straight into it. I know. Had a walk. Yeah. So um, yeah, keep an eye on him. And Walker Peters is one of their better best players last season as well. So yeah, I wasn't I yeah. wasn't expecting him to, to start over him straight away. We've had a Brandon Williams, I think is is he signed or he's he's about to sign for Norwich, who's another four million option? For no- yeah, for Norwich, yeah. He's um we've not I don't think we've had confirmation on that. He was definitely medical yesterday, I believe. Uh, it might have come through this afternoon and I've missed it, but yeah, one to monitor as well. They have got um their current net back and and Fox prayers last week, but um, I, I wouldn't have thought United would let him go if he was just going to sit on the bench all season. Yeah. The whole point of that would be to get him minutes and Premier League experience. So, um, yeah, he's yeah another one to watch. Him and Gilmore, the good, good signings. Fade away, yeah. Mm, yep. Nice. Uh, Spurs are next. So the big, the big question mark obviously is about Harry Kane. Uh, Nuno said he trained today with a group of players that stayed in England. He trained well, and he's going to train tomorrow. And when we return, he will join all the players and work as the group. And Harry is in it. Oh, sounds like he is in contention to start. Do you think he does? No, I don't think he does. <laughs> uh, I, I think, yeah, given what happened last weekend against City and how fantastic Sun's been, um, I don't think so. Yeah, I, 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 something doesn't smell right to me about this. He seems to have been uh, a match fitness out for what is it, a week and a half now, and. Wasn't wasn't involved last night. Um, maybe that's a good sign because it was it was very much a second string out for that Conference League match. Um, like Sessignon was playing La Celso and and uh, Carter Vickers, people like that. So maybe it's a good sign that Kate wasn't involved in that. But mm. I think again for no preseason minutes to be thrust straight back into the into the starting eleven. Um, given what the front three did last week, they were not just it wasn't just Son, it was Bergwijn and Lucas as well, and then Delhi of course. Oh, I think we'll probably play a bit more advanced this week than he was last week. But um, yeah, I, I, no, I wouldn't be going anywhere near Kane right now. Obviously, are you expecting um, an unchanged kind of unchanged side for Spurs? In? I would, I would think so. Yeah, I mean, um, played very well. Romero's, Romero's, he played last night, and um, he's obviously the longer term pick at centre half. Who does he replace? Who do you think he replaces, Dyer or, or Sanchez? Um. I would have to see. Do you, to be honest, I'm not sure whether he's predominantly right sided or left sided. That may have a hinge on mm. it. Sanchez is, um, I suppose, they're both error prone, aren't they? Sanchez has got a rick in him. He's got the pace of the two. Um, but yeah, I'm not. I'm not entirely sure. I know. I, I would if I was going for a top one, player, yeah. or top defender. It would be. It would be. Yeah, it would be the fullback. So Tanganga is obviously four point five. Um, looks to have got the nod over Dottery and and Aurier played absolutely brilliantly last weekend. Uh, and and Reguilon's the one I'm pretty most excited about. Five million, obviously a bit more. Um, was way even against City was you know like well advanced. Um, I think so you like have to pay, you have the, to pay the point five extra for Reguilon. I think yeah, Tanganga's got Tanganga too much competition. More like yeah, Tanganga he was a bit more like the sort of Kyle Walker role at City as well, wasn't he? Sort of tucking in to be the centre half as well. So um, Reguilon's if if he can marry Nuno's pragmatism and defence first sort of approach with. 
with attacking returns, he's he's yeah. could be like another dog, couldn't he? Absolutely. Yep. Uh, how about Wolves? I mean, great to see Jimenez back on on the field. Um, you know, playing with his his headband on, but you know, looking not I wouldn't say looking sharp, but looking you know like you know the player that Wolves need on the pitch to to be leading the line. Um, Traore was was fantastic in that game. Any any news on on Wolves? Well. On the subject of Nuno, um, his successor appears to have taken a, 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 a influence from his from his the guy who went before him because he's know. um he, does, he doesn't know about the injury news. Mm. Yeah, Nuno is typically unhelpful in his press conferences when he was at Wolves. He will just say, "Let's uh, we'll <laughs> yeah." No, he's one of them. He have he? a few goals, wouldn't name any names. And um, Bruno Lagos done exactly the same thing today. He says he has to see the doctor today and find out. He doesn't know yet. But thanks for that. And we're destined to never know the Wolves team news, no matter who's in charge. Um, we do know, of course, that Neto is, is looking even lighter to miss more of the season now. He's had a bit of a setback uh, in the longer term ones, like Johnny and Podence as well. And Podence is not too far away. Um, but I think everyone came through last week on Skate. Semedo's worthy of mention. He didn't play last weekend. He was on the bench. Um, but he had come off the back of a, a 10-day period in isolation. And uh, uh, another four million defender got a start in his stead. Mm. But um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Bruno said after the game he played well. But uh, you would think, especially given what happened in pre-season, you know, a lot of a lot of Wolves' play was was focused, um, was wing back orientated or full back orientated. And Smedo was so advanced and such a big part of their of their forays forward that you would think he comes comes back to the team whenever he's deemed to be much sharp. He's going to be another Knox and Niggles manager, isn't he? He Larger. is. You can just see it. Yeah. Oh, we just got rid of Eddie Howe, and now we've got him coming. That's, <laughs> that's great. Great for you. Um, Villa, Villa next. So this, I thought this one was interesting. Uh, Ollie Watkins mm. looks unlikely to start the weekend again. Uh, I think uh, Dean Smith said he might have him back for Brentford, but if not, definitely after the international break. Bertrand Traore is out with a hamstring injury and will also be out too after the international break. So we still don't really know how Watkins is going to fit into the Villa team and we're going to have to wait a bit to find out. Yeah, we, I mean, we, we assume and we we're pretty sure it's going to be two up top, but we just don't know exactly how, whether it'll be a, a 3-5-2 or as we saw in the last pre-season match, the 4-4-2, which was Ings and Watkins together. Um, Smith had come out and said he doesn't see Watkins as a winger. Um, so he's not going to be accommodated in that way. Um, I just can't work but, it out. Uh, I can't. I just can't work yeah. out. We cannot play him as a winger. If I'm being honest, I was talking. I was talking to Tom. Um, obviously, he's a Villa fan and knows his stuff about, about the club. And he said, that obviously, they played this four four two, which left them looking so exposed as well. You know, such a such an attacking formation. Um, I just don't think yeah, they, they don't have the defence or the midfield stability to pull off a four four two. I don't think. No, I don't think so. And Louise and the camp. I mean, the, Douglas Louise isn't really a defensive midfielder in that sense. He's not like an absolute thuggish spoiler no. um so it, and mcginn's not that either so yeah i don't know how he's going to sort this one out but it's not a problem he's going to have this weekend because watkins is pretty much definitely going to be out um i think he's 25 percent flag in, in in um fpl but that's just going off you know you have to unless smith says he's 100 out then it's a red flag then anything else which is, i think smith said it was seriously doubts he's going to play so yeah all but confirmed to be out um so he's he's not going to feature. Uh, they've got a few players back, I think. Um, uh, a few players go out minutes under the belt as well last weekend. So um, Bailey got off the bench and looked very good. Originally in my predicted lineups, but I've just seen 
a link uh, on the Birmingham Mail, which suggests he's still not quite ready for, for a start. So maybe it's still El Ghazi or, or Ashley Young down that left. Um, as you said there, Traore's out until after September. Um, Watkins, it's a bit like Grealish all over again, isn't it? It's just this week to week. Mm. He might be ready, but he's not. And Matt Target was, was a name mentioned as well in, in Smith's presser. Had an absolute stinker against Watford. Hold off at the break. Uh, but Smith was was doing his best mitigation this afternoon. Said that he obviously had a disruptive preseason with an injury. Um, he then played the following day in a, in a behind closed yeah, friendly. Yeah, that, that was a weird mm. one, wasn't it? Surprised at that. As we've seen a few of these this season. Now we Chelsea playing a, a one on the Sunday against Weymouth, and then and then United again. So it's obviously getting a lot of, um, especially these players have been away with their countries. I think in the summer, trying to get some more minutes into these these um, these lads. So yeah. Targets, I think, to, to bench him after one 45-minute horror show is yeah. probably a bit harsh gift based on what he did last season. Um, so, yeah, he's, he's probably going to get another crack of the whip. And if Bailey's not ready for a start, then maybe Young's going to play further up that left flank anyway. Yep. Anything from Newcastle? Always something from Newcastle, yeah. Always something that's <laughs> um, the most injury-ridden club, I think, in Premier League existence. So, uh, yeah, we've still got... Woodman's still going to be between the posts again. Uh Dubravka's had a setback. Darlow's still some distance from um, recovering from COVID. Shelby's the new addition to the list. He's got a calf problem. And Willick's in line for a, a second debut. He's, mm. he's going to be in a squad. Uh, Bruce said he would ideally have liked him to have pro, uh, more preseason minutes. So there's an element of doubt about whether he starts or not. But um, obviously, beyond this week, he's, he's going to be nailed in our midfield, you would think, because he's the money we've paid from him and the difference he makes our team we saw at the end of last season um such a such a, a threat we don't have from the rest of that mm. midfield group someone who can actually put the ball in it yeah. help wilson um so uh if not this weekend then obviously game week three onwards you'll you see that you'll see him in the start of them yep and finally the monday night game which is west ham leicester uh david moyes uh be pretty vague your favorite quote neil yes. a few knocks and niggles but are pretty much okay uh aside from Arthur masuaku so it sounds like they've got the same players available that they had in the in the win against the yeah. Newcastle, right? i think he's never said that they've got a com- complete bill of health clean bill of health he's always said they've got knocks and niggles just to put that element of doubt in but um yeah he's the fact that he said we're okay apart from masuaku who played for the under 23s i think on monday um and he's our only real uh, absentee so yeah pretty pretty quiet Yep, and Leicester, Harvey Barnes signed a new contract, got 70 minutes mm-hmm. after his kind of long injury, so they'll be happy with that. Um, Pereira as well played well, um, you know, after he yeah. was out for a long time last season. So they're, again, the team that's looking like they're getting back. What about players like Castagna and stuff? Are they are they looking in mm. contention? Yeah, Castagna has just been given the, the clean bill of health by Rodgers. He's available. Uh, James Madison too. Um, Rodgers said he looks fantastic in trainings. Yeah, so he's he's fine. Bertrand's still out though. He's got a. I think he was another one for the uh, the COVID brigade. Whether he was, I think he was a positive test rather than rather than a, co- a close contact. So he's still out. So um, uh, probably Thomas continue. I think because Castagna's maybe a bit short of, mm. of match practice. And Pereira looks so good on the right as well. Um, whereas I think towards the back end of last season, I'm pretty sure Pereira and Castagna were both sort of trialed on the left mm. um, in order to accommodate the other one. Uh, and neither of them really looked at home there. So I think, yeah, Castagna is probably going to be eased back in. They will have some European matches coming up as well. I'm sure he's going to have plenty of game time there. Um, but uh, yeah, it's the, it's the age-old um, 
dilemma of, of which system he goes with. Mm. Uh, Rogers, there's going to be the same again, uh, or whether Ianacho is going to get a look in. I think we've all moved away from Ianacho now to um, to really care too much about that, but um, he's not going to be able to, to guarantee he starts more speaks now. I fear Ianacho. It's similar to to Villa. I mean, I, I just can't work out how he can play. You know, Madison, Tielemans, Ndidi, Vardy, Barnes. Madison, like there just doesn't seem to be a system which which accommodates all, all of these players. So I think it's always going to be one of Barnes or Ianacho missing out. Yeah, and it's like at the moment it looks like it's Ianacho, which is a sh- massive shame for him given how he ended last season. Yeah, Rogers is uh, it's a bit like Moyes with Ben Rama, which is kind of what worries me a bit. He seems to have this bit of a distrust about him, like or not quite. He's never quite fully sung his praises. Like um, remember last season he was talking about Ianacho being an impact sub and how he's better off the bench and. Um, seems to be like the, the first given opportunities. He's dropped him back down to the substitutes again. I suppose that shows how high esteem Barnes is held by Leicester. That he's he's almost reshaped the team to fit Barnes back in um, as soon as as soon as he was fit. Um, and he even he even played up top briefly last week. Yeah, when Rogers went over three five two in the closing stages last half an hour, it was Barnes and Varney briefly mm. briefly up top for um, Inacho came on. Yep, Neil, amazing. I mean, one thousand three hundred fifty six people watching live. To you talking about your TV stuff. Amazing. Uh, So make sure you like this uh, video and subscribe to the channel so you can get more of Neil every week, who is the bastion of knowledge of Fantasy Football Scout. And make sure you check out his predicted lineups and there's injury tables and everything else on Scout um, that Neil keeps up to date. So you can check out all of that as well. Uh, Just a shout out to the members area. So we've got 20% off at the moment and we're extending that into next week so make sure you get that locked in if you haven't already you get members articles fiction analysis tool in the season ticker rate my team stats tables loads of great stuff the transfer plan is on there now as well and there'll be a new members video with mark southerns coming tomorrow too so this is the time to uh subscribe if you haven't already but neil thank you so much i i'm i'm, I'm really interested this week i'm i'm confident i'm optimistic again with my team it can only go one way right yeah, we've had a good week last week, so yep. it's going to be um, 30s and 40s this time. <laughs> oh, that's so depressing. Don't say that. 